From Troy University and Troy Public Radio, this is On Leadership with Dr. Jack Hawkins, Jr., Chancellor of Troy University. Television has become a staple of leisure life in America. The World Factbook reports that there are more than 220 million television sets across the United States. And some of us remember when television was a novelty. And quaint as it may sound today, we didn't have a TV in our house when I was a boy. The first one I saw was in my grandfather's house, and frankly, I didn't recognize what it was. When television was in its infancy, afternoons were dominated by programs for school children. Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse Club was probably the most famous, and many of us as young boys tuned in to get simply a glimpse of the beautiful Annette Funicello. I remember how much in love I was. <laughs> she was the most famous Mouseketeer of all. And Sunday nights were dominated by the wonderful world of Disney, which featured that iconic opening shot of the Disneyland castle. In 1957, my family made the trip to California to get a first-hand look at the genius of Walt Disney, and that began my lifelong interest in Walt Disney, whose life is filled with leadership lessons. Walt Disney was born near Chicago and raised in Kansas City. He was recognized for his talent for drawing and animation at a very young age. In fact, he secured an artist job at the Kansas City Star newspaper while still in his teens. And his career, though, almost ended before it started, as an editor fired Walt because he, quote, lacked imagination and had no good ideas. The first leadership lesson from Walt Disney is a reminder that it's not how far you fall that matters, it's how high you bounce, and indeed he bounced high. The firing in Kansas City led him to go west to California where his brother Roy was recovering from tuberculosis. There the Disney studio was born, which created some of the best-loved characters of all time, and in the process won 26 Academy Awards. In 1955, Walt's empire expanded with the opening of Disneyland, but Walt's sights were set much higher. He wanted to create a Disneyland for the East Coast and spent several years quietly scouting Florida real estate for what ultimately became Disney World in Orlando. Groundbreaking for Disney World occurred in 1964, but Walt Disney would never see it come to fruition. He died of cancer in 1966. His brother continued the project, and Disney World opened to great fanfare in 1971. At the opening ceremony, a family member told Roy that it was a shame Walt couldn't be there to see it, to which Roy replied, Walt did see it, and that's why we are here today. Leaders have vision, and it was author Henry David Thoreau who said, it's not what you're looking at that matters, it's what you see. And we read in the book of Proverbs that without vision, the people perish. Walt Disney had a great vision, and he acted on that vision. And I would ask, what is your vision for your life? What do you see over the next five years, for the next decade? Having a vision is a powerful thing. 
and it's a crucial component of leadership. It was indeed that great philosopher Yogi Berra who said, if you don't know where you're going, you probably won't get there. The next time you're standing in line at Disney World, take a moment to celebrate a man whose vision created the happiest place on earth. You've been listening to On Leadership with Dr. Jack Hawkins, Jr., Chancellor of Troy University. On Leadership is available wherever you get your podcast. <laughs>